Among the damp sheets of the warehouse, the child wakes. A new vision for this dreary, rain-soaked world. A room shaped by stained blue tarps, torn towels, and the sheets stolen from a laundry line. Outside, the rain hums against concrete, old cars, and the cardboard of ramshackle homes. The child's head is marked with royal blue acrylic paint, a long scarf of scratchy blue fiber around his neck, upon his hairless head a crown of plastic gems and tinfoil spray-painted gold. Before the new king kneels his subjects, the thrown out, the used, the addicts, the forgotten. Some pray. Others look at the rusty ground with empty eyes, and yet some others watch their new king with the same awe that was granted to the kings of old. The child stands on skinny legs and lifts hands to the leaking ceiling. An unearthly light fills the whites of the child's eyes, and as tradition dictates, the child judges each and every one. Some he grants gifts, others he condemns and throws aside. The last man in line shakes with fear. He looks around himself and praying that his legs will outrun the child king. He attempts escape. He smashes through the dark, dank corridors of the abandoned facility. Hallway after hallway, door after door, maze upon maze, labyrinth upon labyrinth, until in a distant corner he spots a light. This way to the Raconteur Collection. week is a little bit of an exciting week for us, but before we get into the exciting news, our fantastic opening music is provided by Tyler Cunningham. All of the sounds you heard in the intro were gotten from freesounds.org. Who'd have guessed? But the exciting news this week is that officially on November 1st, our podcast went live on Spotify Hooray! and iTunes and other services available. Of yeah. course, you can always find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, no, I don't think we have a LinkedIn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's exciting news. Um, of course, Jack had to remind me. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Of course, my name is Charlie, and I'm joined by the fantastically young, the impish. <laughs> Jack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, hi. This is what happens when I just ad-lib things. <laughs> the impish. <laughs> the impish. <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, our, our podcast officially launched. Of course, this is episode or chapter seven. I, I, I prefer going by chapters just for I, something I, different. That sounds cool. But... Yeah, so by chapter seven, of course, you know, just the first episode went up, the episode for cooking. Cooking. <laughs> cooking. <laughs> um, and it's been really exciting. It's been really exciting to actually, because I've been telling people at work uh, more word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. Same. It's interesting for me because 
so like right around when Jack was getting all the social media set up, I had just like taken a break from social media, just kind of dropped off it. And so I'm slowly getting back into it. Um, you know, just posted something on Instagram like that. I I was looking over Facebook and man, I, I don't like Facebook's layout. I don't know if it's just a me thing, but I don't know. Something about it is just like, let me be honest. I, I made the Facebook kind of just to make it so make sure we had that name. I have not posted to there yet because I just I don't no. like Facebook either. <laughs> but yeah, I, know, I don't know I what mean, it is. I do need a post there. I mean, I we we do. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, start posting on Instagram and Twitter. I'm more active on Twitter than I am Instagram. So Charlie, if you can take right. that mantle. Oh, that's actually that's perfect. Because I was uh, just talking to Kate and I was like. I wonder if Jack will let me take over like the Instagram stuff yeah, because you, yeah, I feel like I understand the Instagram stuff a little more. You know. t- take a photo of like a rock and then post, oh, <laughs> uh, yes, dreams. They come, they go. <laughs> Much like the Raconteur collection. Find us. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's, exa- that's exactly what I would post. <laughs> oh, exciting. But yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. A little bit of a time capsule. Today is... November 4th, 2020. Mm-hmm. We're still anxiously awaiting, and we won't get political here, but we're still awaiting the results of the presidential election, which is yeah, weird it to is say. close. It's close right now. It's close. It's weird to say because, you know, throughout most of my past, it's been decided that night. So it's it was weird waking up this morning and being like, well, we still yeah, don't and, know. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised right now. Uh, Biden is in the lead, both with popular and electoral votes, which is mm. surprising to me. Um, but you know, I don't want to get political here, so I don't, I don't want to get political. I just don't. I, I don't. I've, I've it's, you know, uh, it's, yeah. it's in everyone's lives too much. I just, I just want to acknowledge it. It's, it's yeah. we're in a strange, this, we're in a strange time right now. So this raconteur collection, of course, is uh, a break from reality. <laughs> a a break know. from. It's a break, a break from. from. A break from reality. <laughs> and as a really good <laughs> break, from break from reality. Today we're going to be talking about something very far from reality. Today in you the vein say, of you might other... say a break from reality. As you might say a break, a shattering, a fracture, a fault line of reality. Today we're going to be talking about anime. Um, this one, uh, anime. I'm kidding. Anime and manga. I'm, I just want to say right now, Charlie and I are not anime elitists. It's just something mm-hmm. we enjoy, and I know a lot of people are super passionate about anime. Correct pronunciations, what animes you watch, all that kind of stuff. But this is just something that we enjoy. So, you right, know. and I I feel like. As with our other episodes that we've talked about specific media, um, music included, hopefully, you know, the listeners, the audience, the small base that we have knows that we aren't sharing this to show off. We're not saying, hey, this is my top five anime and this is this is some really good stuff. You probably haven't heard or seen of any of it because yeah, it only came cool. out and you know the back, it came back in 1983 of... and uh <laughs> um 
But to get this uh, started, Jack, when, what was your first kind of uh, involvement or interaction with anime? Like, did you see commercials? Did you see like snippets of a show? What kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, sparked your interest in the, I, in the media? I want to say genre. I think the first anime I remember seeing was Inuyasha. On it was either Adult Swim or Toonami. Right. Yeah. It was one of those. And I just remember like that show being very it was just like I didn't really know what it was, so it was just kind of interesting to watch. I just remember a lot of the Gagome Inuyasha. Gagome. Like the, <laughs> there was like a little split with that. I think that was an adult right. swim commercial, but like it was entertaining to watch when I was younger. Um I never really watched Having no idea what's going on. Yeah, exactly. It was like episode like thirty or I don't know how long that show went on, but I think Inuyasha was the first show that, I'm sorry, the first anime that I remember seeing. So, I mean, other than that, there's shows like, I'm going to just say Power Rangers, which wasn't really an anime, but like it kind of had anime themes to it, especially old Power Rangers. Um, Then there's stuff like um, Speed Racer. (laughs) That's a great show. Um, Obviously, I watched it. I mean, is it a great show? Great with, you know, quotations. Um, you know the the English voice acting in those shows is it's so good, but like not like you know it's it's a good bad good. <laughs> My brother died a long time ago in a race, and little does Speed Racer know that he is the mysterious Racer X. No, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Racer X. Little does Speed know Racer X is actually a- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on, Chip, let's get get Come the on, trunk, Chip. get the trunk of the car. Oh boy, but you know, Speed and so racer, no! <laughs> oh, the, the man. God, if you want to talk about? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, like circles them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. Go, go yeah. underwater. Like so, shows like that. Obviously, super cheese ball. Right. Um, you got the classics like Yu Gi Oh, uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. Digimon. Mm-hmm. Just kind of those, like, in, in my opinion, like the classics that I remember watching, and then a little later on. Uh, there's like Bleach. I remember you and I watched Bleach. You were watching it, and then I kind of, I kind of came in like episode like fifty, I want to say, and then watched mm. it with you from there on. Um, so I mean, and Naruto, I kind of watched that every now and then, but it was like Inuyasha. Just I watched it because right. I didn't have anything else to watch. You know, we didn't have Crunchyroll or Netflix or anything. So yeah, uh, I think you brought up some points that I definitely, I definitely like. So. For me, and I guess for us, um, Adult Swim and Tanami, those were the first windows into anime where I would watch it. And especially, and I, I'm sure, you know, I saw Inuyasha and uh, Dragon Ball Z and all of that stuff. But the ones that I really vividly remember were the um, commercials that came out for Bleach. And they were like super dark. And I was like, what is this show? Which is what funny is because... Bleach, you know, going through and watching the whole thing, it's not a particularly like dark show, and it's not like yeah. crazy. It definitely has but, moments like later on, but it's never like you know dark. I feel like <laughs> right. Uh, and then I, I can't, of course, none of these are on my list because I feel like this is kind of a separate topic altogether. But the uh, Studio Ghibli or Ghibli movies, however you would like to say it, is definitely another vein that 
Definitely. got me used to animation styles. Uh, probably the first one I saw was Spirited Away. I mean, I think I've I seen think, all those movies, and those are still some of my favorite movies. Just didn't in we general. watch Spirited Away as a family one night? I like think in our so. first house? I think that was probably like the time where like mom and dad were like, okay, we're going to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, I remember Spirited Away, and then I think it was Castle in the Sky was mm. the next one I watched. Castle in the I Sky think. is so good. Um, I do, I I do want to say real quick, um, Dragon Ball Z... It's fine if you like it. it. Has never interested me, although a bunch of my friends are into it. Which is just gonna throw that controversial <laughs> statement out there. It's actual garbage. No, it's just it's just not my oh taste. My you, you, you'll you'll learn what my anime taste is, and everyone's gonna roll their eyes and be like, "Oh yeah, of course." Oh no, they will. I know I'm gonna be rolling my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I know. this is, of course, I think skipping by some of our early forays into anime, and then kind of bridging the gap into where we would pick up and watch whole series and whole shows, right? I would yeah, I would so, say mine are probably within the last ten years. Right, exactly. So, you know, not just anime that we watched getting into, not ones we watched growing up, but the ones that we watched you know, just the I guess the general top five. So mm-hmm. to take it away for number one, Jack number what one. is your first in the list of five things, the initial anime you chose. Well, we'll try out here on number one. We have a um, an interesting list. To... It's like you're like on the news. <laughs> All right, out here on number one, we have a we have yeah, a yeah. toe. It's big. It's, a... it's big. <laughs> so, Jack, uh, how's it going out there? Well, <laughs> it's going good. Well, you see, <laughs> you have that the long pause. No, so yeah. I, I just want to say that my tastes in anime are a lot less serious. I don't take anime that seriously. It's just something I enjoy. So I really enjoy light adventure, slice of life anime. That's what I enjoy. Romance, I'm a huge sucker for it. I'm a big sap. So I, that's what, give or take, my whole list is going to be kind of about. <laughs> Our lists are going to be so different. <laughs> I, I know. I was I was making it and I was like, man, Charlie and his lists are going to be real different. I'm going to like what Charlie says probably. And he's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh God, what do I say?" But my first one, finally, is "The Devil Is a Part Timer." Oh, no, that's now, a, I think that's a great choice. Love this show one. is about the devil and his right hand man being thrown into the human world. They take on human forms and have very little magic, and slowly integrate into society to ultimately try to take over Japan and the world. It's kind of the little premise I wrote up for it. Yeah. So I mean, just before I kind of get into it um have you watched this all the way through yeah i have did did we watch it together or did we watch it separately we've definitely watched some episodes together i don't know if we watched the entire series but i have watched the mm-hmm. whole thing so the reason I, I like this show a lot is because it starts out honestly really cool really serious like in this really like like detailed kind of violent world where basically good and evil um like angels and stuff like that are fighting the devil's forces um, and they eventually get to like the castle and there's a fight between the devil and, um, I forget what she's called, but she's like the Supreme, like angel knight or whatever. I, something is like a celestial right. being. They're almost defeated. And then he opens up this gate and get, he and his, uh, other dude are thrown into, you know, the human world. And so they get there initially and they're like, 
oh, what is this place? And they're speaking in like, I don't know what. Yeah, some weird language. If it's, I don't think it's Japanese. If it is, it's like an no. older dialect. Well, because like, they do the subtitles for their language and Japanese. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's not strange. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and so initially they're met by these cops and, you know, they're like, Hey, we have these two basically cosplayers out here. Um, they're not from here. So <laughs> we're going to take them in and make sure they're okay. And then that's when, you know, the devil or known as Sadao, he kind of learns about the world and what they're in. And he ends up using his magical power to, you know, get identification papers, create a bank account, that kind of stuff, and get started in the world. And what I like about this anime a lot is that it's just, there's something about like just normal day-to-day things that happen in this show that I really enjoy, the interactions with the characters. It's really, it's honestly a pretty funny show. And Mm -hmm. just the way everything happens, the timing's super well done, the music's good in the show, um, the, uh, the way it looks, the art style, I think's very well done, very clean. And the voice acting is well done. English voice acting is fine. Um, but, I mean, I just kind of like the way the Japanese sounds better. Like, it's, it's, it yeah, sounds better I to agree. me. So, usually. I mean, there's some things that Subs are, are fine. <laughs> so I actually do have one on my list that I do prefer the dub for. And there's actually one that goes both ways, but both ways and so yeah i like this one because it's it's fun it's short it's only 12 episodes and it's just kind of it's a nice mix between like the fantasy side of anime but just kind of put in the real world so right that's why i like it no that's that's a good one it's funny to think about that show because it's almost like the reverse and forgive me people audience who, you know, I'm going to misuse terms, but it's kind of like the reverse, like, isekai novel, which is the big popular thing now, which is, oh, man, here I am, a normal high schooler living my life, and then <gasps> I get sucked into another world. It's kind of the reverse of that, where you have a really strong fantasy character get sucked mm-hmm. into just the boring real world and they have to, yeah. like, figure it out and navigate. Yeah, and that show is really yeah. funny. You know, especially as he works at the knockoff McDonald's and... Yeah, McRonald's. (laughs) McRonald's and uh, Sintucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There's a part where he's like, he's sitting there's like, oh no, like the fry machine's broken. Do I use my magic? What if someone sees? And he's like freaking out. (laughs) He's like sweating. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. That's a great one. That's actually... Thank you. Maybe there's going to be more crossover on our lists than we think. So for my number one, I had to, of course, go with the first anime well, that I real, real watched. Quick, real quick, what what kind of anime are you more drawn to usually? Well, so as I've gotten older, I've become less and less patient with. I think more long form series such as Same. like Naruto and Bleach. Um, it's funny because, you know, I've watched most of those shows and I do really, you know, I have very fond memories of both of them, but yeah, as it just goes on, I just find myself, I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep, let's, let's, let's do some stuff. Let's have some things happen. Let's, you know, because a lot of the times for me, what draws me in with anime is the 
you can have some really cool themes and ideas and just little niche, I don't know, niche powers or things that are just different that you wouldn't see in, I guess, just other media. And so that kind of is what draws me in. Mm-hmm. And then what keeps me usually is good characters and then a good story. And, and good I feel like, both. yeah, and I feel like that's where anime, I think, in more of a modern sense has kind of let me down is because it's all hinges on the theme and the style. And if that's all there is, then it's hard for me to actually care because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it got me in. But now I'm bored. Like a really good example would be, um, what is it? Demon Slayer, I believe. Yeah. Is one of the more recent anime, like I guess shonen animes I tried to get into. And I really liked the first like six episodes. I thought it was really good. And then like seventh, eighth episode around there, they introduced two funny comic relief characters and I just lost interest. I was like, this is just not good anymore. Like... <laughs> oh no you know what i mean and it was really sad because i really enjoyed it but i think you know to answer your question in a long-winded way that's what i look for yeah and i i do want to say like i think i'm sure a lot of animes do this but i've noticed in more modern animes i mean i'm just gonna say especially in later re uh re zero um Mm. there's so much explanation but said like three different ways. So like two characters have a conversation. Yeah. One guy says one thing. The other guy goes, oh, so you meant this? And then it's like, yes. So let me reiterate and say it again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. these conversations are lasting so long. <laughs> and so many animes yeah. are like that nowadays. And I, that's why I can't get into it. I'm just like, oh, yeah. like it's just do something. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess to stall out a little bit more before I get to my number one you know there's good there's good and bad examples of modern anime that i have gotten into so one that really caught my eye just from like an artistic style and like the way they advertised it was called the tower of god which i started it i was like okay this is this is cool and then it just devolves into like characters talking and not really doing anything and i was like man it just didn't get me and it's funny because it's like if I watched it on a different day, would I have been more tolerant? But for whatever reason, the first episode didn't get me. Now, conversely, something I actually started last night and watched the first six episodes of, like, because I liked it so much, was a new anime called God of High School, which, despite the title, is basically a tournament, like, you know, like a tournament arc in, I don't know, any anime. But it's that as like a whole show. Interesting. And it's super stylized and mainly revolves around fighting. And yes, there is like characters there, but the characters all grow way through like the fighting and everything is real crazy and over the top. And that got me. I was like, yeah, this is good because they left out and they leave out some of the things that you can kind of just accept like, oh, hey, the main character is this happy go lucky guy who might have a darker power really you know i guess overdone but (laughs) since they put him in that character and they kind of just tell you that then he can just kind of exist as a character and you're like okay i know yeah i know and so they can leave out some of the 
character building. They're like, well, as a child, nobody loved him. Yeah, because the audience isn't He went on and he sat on a swing by himself while all the kids laughed at him because he was a cursed child. Anyways. Was this Naruto? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I love Naruto. I watched all of Naruto. You know what I mean? So like. Naruto has some great action scenes in it. Oh, yeah. Anyways, you're number one. Sorry to my number one. Hang it no, up. No, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's perfectly fine. That's what okay, this okay. is all about. My number one. My number one is the first anime that I sought out and watched from start to finish, and that anime is Death Note from that aired from 2006 to 2007 originally. Mm. You know, I should look up dates for mine too. I'll do that while you're so talking. Death Note. Is so I was pouring more tea. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that really, really threw me through a loop there. Death Note is all about a, I believe he's a senior high schooler named Light Yagami, and right, he's extremely Yagami. smart. And mm-hmm. one day he's sitting in class by the classic anime protagonist seat, which is by the window overlooking whatever view, and he's looking at the window, and a notebook falls from the sky, and. He's like, that's weird. Class gets out. He goes outside and picks it up, and it says Death Note on the front. And inside it says, you know, whoever, whatever name you write in here, in, what, 30 or 60 seconds, that person will die. And he's like, no, this is just some silly prank. Puts it back down, and then he's like, well, what if, though? And then he takes it home. And then, of course, the Death Note is real, and the story evolves into this cat and mouse game between light who starts you know his ego grows to like in a crazy degree and basically he says hey i'm gonna become the judgment and the god of this world using the death note to just purge criminals you know so he starts purging people from jails he starts you know killing people are most of them just heart attacks too yeah because if you don't specify how somebody dies yeah and then of course you know the government is like, hey, so all these people in jails are just dying, and they get a famous detective <laughs> named L on it. And the show really is all about the interplay between L and Light and them trying to yeah. catch each other because they're both very Light, smart. Light needs a name to, of course, kill somebody, and L goes by you know a false identity, and so he can't get to him directly. That show is, I think, really good. It falls apart definitely in the end for me but it has some very strong moments uh one of those shows that i think just has good characters and a good growth throughout it because you actually follow the characters for a number of years as this goes on and man constantly entertaining i think that's one of those ones that when i watched it i was like okay i think i understand why people like anime so much because you can have these stories, you know, hinge around something crazy like a notebook that kills people, but then make it into this great detective drama or, you know, it's just another way to tell a story. And so for mm-hmm. me, Death Note was that entry point. And then after that, that's when I started just finding all this other stuff and kind of like specializing. And I, I'll still go back and watch Death Note. Death Note is a great one for people who haven't watched anime before and want to get into something that has some anime stylings and some silly things. I mean, Death Note has a famous thing where 
Light's being tracked by surveillance. He has cameras in his room because Elle is trying to catch him, and Light knows. And so he mm. hides this little mini TV in a chip bag, and he's like pretending to take school notes. And then he's like, and then I take a chip and I eat it. <laughs> so there, there's some stuff like that that I think kind of eases you into maybe the mm-hmm. sillier kind of uh, funny side of anime, that side of anime that I think is, for people who don't watch it, is kind of repulsive. Where you're like, man, yeah. anime there... is just people screaming and making weird expressions and doing simple stuff in dramatic ways, which is great. I mean, that's, that's what Yu-Gi-Oh was. That's... Whenever our dad is like, oh, anime? He says something from like Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, it's not. Mm-hmm. like, But yeah, that, that's all he knows, really. You know, it's funny. So he's like, or yeah. Pokemon. He knows, he knows that one, too. So Yeah. Oh, what good. is your number two? My second one. I don't think you've watched this one. I watched it just recently, probably a couple weeks ago. No, like two weeks ago. Um, It is called Sing Yesterday to Me. Sorry, Sing Yesterday for Me. Sorry. Wow. It's an anime. Adapted from a manga, the anime <laughs> ran from. I'm, I'm looking as most. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, aired from April 4th to June 20th of this year, so it was super mm. recent. Basically, takes place um, in like real world uh, Japan, and it's a short anime about a mid 20s man named. I'm, I don't want to mess up. Uozumi Rikuo. And Pretty he good. sounded good. Uozumi Rikuo. And he, another character, the other main character, there's, there's a couple of main characters in, in this one, which is why I like this one. It balances stories super well. Um, and it's basically these four characters tackling, you know, love, past, personal feelings, and just like learning how to understand where other people are coming from. And so it's kind of like, it's the way the show is drawn. I think you'd really like it. The art style is so cool. It's like a clean sketch almost for how the characters are drawn. Okay. Looks super like, like it's a really homey looking show. And gotcha. the way the characters interact is really nice because it's not like, Hey, so why'd you do this? Oh, I can't tell you. Like there's there's like there's very little BS in that show. Like right. the character is like you know, he's like our age, he's like twenty seven or whatever, and so he's like, Oh, this is yeah, I this do is like, why this happened. You know, I do like or characters like, that I am tied to the high school characters, so and so he's like you know, it's like, Oh, this is just how it is, you know? And I think you might like it for that reason too. It's not like a lot of just over dramatic stuff. It's it's a pretty realistic take on like yet realistic as in like as far as the anime can get you know what i mean it's just as far as people interacting and trying to deal with this kind of stuff so i love this kind of stuff in anime love and just seeing people kind of go through this so you know it's a good show definitely think uh it's only about 12 episodes long would highly 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 recommend it and you know as i've gotten older I can't say enough how I love the shorter run animes, like yes, 12, 13 episodes. Those ones are always so good because you get the whole complete story and you're like, huh, good, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like my, my cap usually now is like the 24 episodes. 24 and less is how I go. Right. If something's like 100 episodes, sorry, no. <laughs> like I just, well, you know. I'm sure it's fine. I just can't get into it now. 
Yeah, to piggyback off that, this is not getting into my number two, but of course, as with most of our episodes, we'll go off on tangents, but that reminds me of uh, really, I think, two episodes, and one of these might be on your list, so stop me from talking about it if it is, but the first one I don't think is on your list. It's called Yuri on Ice. Um, no. It's a basically a sports anime about figure skating. You told me about this one a lot. <laughs> and uh, Yuri on Ice, you know, it has this reputation for being like, oh man, it's about uh, you know homosexual figure skaters, and that's what that you know that is what it's about because the main character is gay. But when I watched it, you know, thinking I was going to be watching something kind of overtly silly and you know sexual, what I actually found was this really sweet relationship story about this burnt out older figure skater who is trained by you know, a figure skater that he idolized and is able to refine his passion for figure skating. And man, talk about a show that really highlights how difficult uh, figure skating is and how much work goes into planning their routines and yeah. what they're going to do and the music they pick and just the, all the emotion and the excitement and the buildup. Uh, that's one of those shows that you end up kind of wanting every character that goes out on the ice to succeed you know every time a character makes like a drop or they fall you're like oh my gosh this is like really tense uh so that's one of those ones that i would definitely kind of put there and then the other one i was thinking of is an anime called Relife. i don't know if do you have that one on there it's not on my list but i thought about that one that one's very Relife is also one of those good it kind of like skirts that line because it's about a burnout businessman who gets into this program called Relife, and he takes a pill that gives him the body of a high schooler, and he basically has to go and redo high school mm-hmm. to kind of reintegrate him into society. And it's that it's, same kind of thing where, yeah. you know, he has parts where the teacher finds cigarettes in his backpack, and she's <laughs> and like, you can't have these. And he's like, what are you talking about? I smoke them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what's, what's the big issue? But then he's like, oh, yeah, wait, I'm in high school. <laughs> like, it has it, it's, it's a show that I think balances... Uh, it's humor really well. Like, there's no real like comedic character in that show. It just comes comes more of the situations that he finds himself yeah. in because he shows the mind of his you know his older self, but he's now in high school <laughs> again. So it's just right. It's funny and how he handles all these like high school dramas really <laughs> well because what he I think he's 27 mm-hmm. and gets put back to being 17. And so, you know, people are freaking out or don't know how to handle life. And he's just really good at handling people problems because as you get older and you do it more and more, it's not so overwhelming and crazy. Exactly. So shout out to both Yuri on Ice and Relife. Yeah, we'll definitely do a few more shout outs throughout this. Oh, yeah. I oh, knew yeah. that when I was writing my when I was writing my list, I was like, there are so many. This is one of those ones like music that I could probably make list upon list. Yeah, we um, could do so one, for sure. Go ahead. My number, number two, two number is two. these, of course, are no order, mm-hmm. but probably if I had to make a list of my top five, this one would take a high spot is the amazing and the fantastic Cowboy Bebop, which ran from 1998 to 1999. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is a space Western anime. And it follows Spike and his uh, on his ship, the Bebop, and he basically is <laughs> a uh, 
yeah, he's basically like a mercenary and like a bounty hunter. And so he just goes and he just, you know, goes after criminal, like criminals, Crim- criminal, criminals. <laughs> what? <laughs> he goes after uh, bounties and the show has an amazing like Western jazzy soundtrack also has this background of like high rundown sci-fi. Um, if any, if you've seen the Mandalorian, it kind of captures that vibe of, you know, that show of shows like Firefly. It's funny because for me, I watched Cowboy Bebop first. So coming into a show that's equally well regarded like Firefly, which is also a space Western. It, Mm -hmm. for me, it can't like, it can't hold a candle to Cowboy Bebop, which is great. Cowboy Bebop is also good because really good characters. Uh, Most of the episodes, there are a couple that are two-parters, but they're all kind of standalone episodes that have a loose story that ties them all together. So you can kind of hop in and hop out and not feel like you are dedicating yourself to, you know, 12 episodes, 24 episodes, 100 episodes. That's really nice. Uh, The style that shows great. I mean, that's one of those ones that I watched uh, dubbed, really good dubbed, really good subtitled. Um, Mm Mm-hmm wild ideas just overall that show i think is a very strong character piece and that's what i hold you know characters to when i think about is you know the characters from cowboy bebop um the same guy who made cowboy bebop would go on to make a samurai shampoo which is like uh another hip-hop inspired hip-hop inspired like Edo japanese period samurai story Mm -hmm. that kind of just is like a not like a mixing of genres, but definitely taking influences from different genres to play off each other. Yeah. So yeah, I I couldn't make this list without mentioning Cowboy Bebop because that's one of my all time favorites. And I was still every once in a while I'll think of an episode, put it on, watch it, and be like, oh, that was so good. Very so. nice. Yeah, I gotta be honest, I've not seen either of those, and I I need to because <laughs> I yeah. like the animation style of Cowboy Bebop a lot. Great intro, Cowboy Bebop. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. sure at some point we'll talk about anime intros, but great (laughs) intro on Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo has the better intro, in my opinion. But but... Cowboy Bebop, I might be more recognizable. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because it's the... Who doesn't know that one? let's go. Yeah. So, so my number three, my number three Tres. is one that I've talked about a lot. And I think you watched it, but I don't think you got through it. Hey, what's three Aired, in uh, Japanese? Uh, son. Are you? T- okay. Yes. I was like, are you taking so, no, I'll, I'll come here for the son or yon. But okay. All right. Speaking of which, uh, so you know how Grigmesh has their album Go? <laughs> yes. Which is their fifth album. Go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not saying it with a, you know, like, as in the well, number, but Go is also the number five in oh, Japanese. I just figured that out, and I was I like, oh, so it makes a lot more sense why it's called Go. Oh. It's, it's just Go. So. Cool. Anyways, this one aired from October 13th to March 2014. I watched this as it was coming out every single episode. The anime It's called Golden Time. Mm, this Golden Time on there. is a 24-episode anime about Tadabanri, 
who has lost his memory and goes to university to try to make something of himself while finding that he is in between his new friend and his obsessed girlfriend, Kagakoko. So the reason I like this anime a lot, I think I watched it when I was, when I was like 18, 19, something like that. And I think I was just really attached to it because I was watching it as, um, as it was coming out. And I really didn't have, at the time, I felt like there wasn't a lot going for me because I was just working a lot, coming home, and that was it. You know, kind of taking day by day. And so whenever this came out every week, this was like my highlight. And I honestly can't remember the last time I was that excited about anything coming out. So um, that might have a reason to do with why I like it so much. But the main reason I like it is because obviously it's it's a slice of life. And that's my genre. That's what I'm all about. And I like it a lot because it does this weird thing where you slowly find out that, oh, um, Bonnery had an accident that actually basically split his old spirit from his current body and so what they start incorporating is that his i mean obviously spoilers through all this but like his spirit starts like appearing more and is like oh like i know the current bonnery likes coco but i like linda which is something that he knew from high school and like was in love with and so like his past self eventually like his memory starts coming back sometimes and so, like, there's this whole, like, internal conflict in his character. And just, you see how it affects everybody else. And it's just, I don't know. It, it is kind of over the top at some points. Like, it's really dramatic. But I gotta be honest, I cried. I didn't cry. But I definitely teared up a few points during during this show. So, um, very, very good show. Definitely had a few parts where I was like, this cannot happen. I can't wait a week for this next episode. There's no way. Like, if this happens, like, who knows what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? Like, I was I was really into this show. And it's 24 episodes. It's not, a, you know, you can sit down and watch it in a couple of days if you like to binge things. Just really, just a really good show. Also kind of funny. Great care, in my opinion, great character development. A lot of conflict and just you know it's good so <laughs> no yeah that's great I, f- I feel like i'm gonna say the same thing about animes and just like shows because <laughs> i don't i don't really reflect on things that i watch too often so I'll, it was something i'll right. get better with as i go along but bear with me everybody so no you're doing great um so this oh, one's God. interesting because i think this was uh i think the split for me and you when it came to stylistic choices and like slice of life stuff, because I remember you watching this and I tried to watch it and, you know, I did get into a couple like little story beats that I liked, but overall it's just not, it never, you know, really vibed with me or clicked with me. Um, Which is interesting because I think for me, when it comes to the slice of life anime, I, that's not what I look for. Kind of like what I said. Like I look for mm-hmm. some of those more fantastical or some things that I can't get out of real life. Now that's not to say that there aren't some that I don't like. Um, I don't actually know the English name, but there's one called Anno Nohana. The flower. Is it the flower that the, the flower we saw. This the flower we saw that day. 
Yeah. Right? Now that one I really like, but of course that does have like a little bit of. It, it doesn't have anything supernatural going for it, but there are is definitely like a supernatural vibe. Yeah, there, to well, that like show. paranormal almost. Right, and so you know, I think it's those slice of life that do get into that territory a little bit that really do click with me. Yeah. Which is, I yeah. think it's so funny that like that we did split that way. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what it is. I think in my what happened to me is I was all this like really fantastical and like magic stuff. It's just like it's cool, but I just can't bring myself to really care about it. But like I can care about people that I feel like are going through something not relatable, but something more oh, just you oh, know relatable works. Yeah. real mm-hmm. which like granted real you know air quotes um because it's anime but like you know what i mean the so, dramatized real exactly like that's what i kind of i like more i like seeing characters kind of go through that more than i like seeing some characters overcome other obstacles that being said animus like gurren lagan that is arguably oh, in my top on my five. List, but that's so good. That that anime, like, <laughs> but like at the same time, that kind of has some slice of life right. elements, which is like it does. You know, the really close like personal character stuff going on. Um, I don't want to get into it right now because it's not on our list. But like that one kind of has a, I think, a really nice, mm-hmm. you know, balance. And it's also kind of like One well, Punch Man where things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you talk about it, I do think you would like Cowboy Bebop because it is very strong and character driven in that way. And there are moments where, you know, some of my favorite episodes where they're in between jobs and they're just kind of stuck on their ship and they're just interacting with each other and they're not doing anything because, you know, most of space is empty. And so they're kind of just like, well, you have the guitar. And they're all just kind of sitting around bored on the ship doing their own thing. Smoking like, their really crooked cigarettes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's funny because, yeah, there's definitely, I don't know, echoes of that slice of life that I do like when they mm-hmm. can kind of hone in on character. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, I think Golden Time never clicked with me is because I don't think I ever clicked with the characters. And so, mm-hmm. but it's not, I, I don't want to say like, oh man, you're stupid for clicking with the characters because of course you're not like, oh man. But my number three, and I guess a hard split from <laughs> golden time. And again, of course, no particular order, but this would also be in my top five of all time. Berserk. I, I knew it. I knew it before he said <laughs> now, it. I was like, I'm reading his mind. So, in particular, the 1997 anime. Uh, what can what can you not say about that anime? Uh, so good. Medieval fantasy. Uh, the first, you know, the I think the anime in particular leans really lightly on the fantasy aspect. It's there, but it doesn't lean heavily into it. Mm-hmm. Um, all, f- you know focuses around the character guts who is basically has most of the bad things that can happen to a child and a man growing up happens to him pretty much and about how he 
is just this battle-hardened mercenary who wields an oversized sword. I mean, talk about because he's been you know the origin of these oversized swords it it all comes back to and so long yeah it all comes back (laughs) to and talk about brooding protagonists i mean guts is that protagonist i mean he he's one of the ones that is you know everything is based on and it's all about how he joins a mercenary band called the band of the hawk and is able to kind of rekindle you know some kind of passion and some kind of feeling for life that he lost growing up. Mm-hmm. Amazing characters. I mean, you have Casca, you have the leader of the band of hot Griffin who, man, Griffin isn't is just Gri- such isn't a, it, isn't it Griffith? Oh, it is Griffith. Thank you. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm coming. <laughs> Griffith. <laughs> Loser. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you have Griffith and mm-hmm. man, this is this anime. I really cannot speak highly enough of because it is just so intriguing and I guess it man it's like I don't I don't like using this analogy because Game of Thrones kind of bomb but it's Game of Thrones but in anime form but also kind of just better um <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Game of Thrones but man Berserk is amazing and I have to I wanted to include this on my list because this is one of the first animes that I read that when I finished the anime and wanted to, you know, find more, the only thing out there was the manga. And yeah. so I started reading the manga on my phone and yeah. didn't you, you know, eventually think, order a book or is it always on your phone? Oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm going through and I'm ordering like the deluxe editions, but so that was, I have to give a shout out to that because that's also the first one where I was like, man, I need to see where the story goes and man, yeah. Berserk. I think as it's known in popular culture through the anime, through that golden age arc is just a little piece of what happens in that story. And it's sad that I think Berserk has never gotten a really good adaptation. I mean, both of the more like modern anime adaptations, they have, they have some little bright points, but they're, they're pretty bad, like pretty stiff, just not great. Yeah, like, and I really hope that one day we can see some of these later parts animated, like where you mm-hmm. know they fight. You know, they fight. Not to give any spoilers, but there's like a combat with a god king and <laughs> guts's like torment over what ends up happening at the end of the golden oh age gosh. arc and into the eclipse. Like, yeah. talk about just a dark fantasy world and one that is just intriguing and doesn't really let up. You know, the moments of the bright points within that show are the characters, and that's what keeps you going. And yeah, there is some comic relief in it, but it never feels like it's taking center stage. It's always in the background. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could not mention Berserk. So, your... I, I, I just want to sh- shout out... Oh, no, go I, 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 I want to shout out the soundtrack to oh, yeah. all of Berserk <laughs> is so good i mean yeah that oh man and like i know people don't like the way it looks but the sound oh, it's so good. i'm talking the sound design and the soundtrack are so good in the 2016 version when he's swinging oh. his sword it's it's like boom like it's so cool well and, and like you know he, yeah no go ahead it's, it's just so good i think 
the, I liked the way it looked in the uh, the movies. That kind of cross between like the computer animation and like drawn almost. I wish they had stuck with that style. And I think the reason they did the new one in 2016 is because they probably didn't have the funding. But like, I I don't know. I don't know the whole backstory behind it. So, no, right. I mean, speaking of the music, I mean, just the music in the 1997 anime is. Mm-hmm. I mean, phenomenal. Like, it's so good. I mean, that intro song is probably permanently burned into my brain. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. It's actually all in English, which is weird, so you get some really good English in there, but it's amazing. That's really offensive to say. Is it? I think so. No. But it's okay. But yeah, but it's by... Susumu Hirasawa. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, if that is My... offensive to say, I'm sorry. I don't mean it. I don't mean it in an offensive way. No, you're good. You're good. Anyways, go ahead. Ah, my number four. Three. Three? No, it's four. Oh, did I do three second? Yeah. Mm. You dummy. Mm. I'm sorry. My number four is called Somali and the Forest Spirit. Oh. Came out this year. It's a 12-episode anime. It's about a golem who is trying to find other humans in a monster world because he finds a small, I believe she's a five- or six-year-old girl, and she's all alone, a human girl, and he has to protect and guide her through places full of monsters that think humans are like basically a delicacy and so what he does it's it's so freaking cute he disguises her as like this little like minotaur <laughs> okay like so she's like in this little this little like cloak and everything with like this hood with horns and it's just basically it what ends up happening is like it's almost like a father-daughter relationship relationship through the whole thing and the golem's like so he's there to protect the forest and so when he leaves it's very strange for him to do that and everyone's like why why did you leave and he's like well i have to take her you know i have to deliver her somewhere basically but like she just calls him like she ends up calling him dad basically and Mm. throughout the show he kind of develops feelings and golems are not supposed to have feelings and it's so good and i mean made me cry a couple times but like (laughs) It's just, there's just something about that, like that whole relationship that's, it's just so endearing and what they kind of go through, um, not only like, oh, like moments that are kind of like scary or whatever, like just emotional things that they go through themselves is really, um, you know, very, sorry, Ellie's talking. It was just a really like emotional i lost yeah. my thought yes ellie and oh, while jack is yeah sorry ellie just woke up from a nap so that's there's some interruptions no i apologize good. but yeah you know that, somali and the forest spirit super good yeah i so i don't know why it made me think of this um but i recently got i think the beginning of this year i watched a anime called made in abyss doesn't really have anything to do with what you were talking about, but it's a short one though, right? 
it's like i think it's it's about kids who like are like going down this big thing right right and i think that's another Mm -hmm. thing that i really like about anime is just the the world design and how you can have these really fantastical worlds oh my like gosh. maiden and abyss like, is all about these two kids who venture down into the abyss because their city is like is on the rim of this huge abyss that has different layers and like the sunlight is projected through the layers and so each layer is like its own little world that's all kind of vertically styled mm-hmm. and man if you want to talk about like an amazing <laughs> just idea and design that is that is up there yeah and i will say the the way uh, Somali and the Forest Spirit looks and the soundtrack is so good. Like, it's a really beautiful anime, kind of just all around. Very much recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good. that's my. Good, 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 good. Well, kind of uh, piggybacking off the idea of really good world design, I could not mention Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Which aired from, see, 2009 to 2012. Uh, it is a longer running show. I, I want to say it's like 60 plus episodes. And it follows, it's, so to set the stage for, you know, people, listeners who are listening to this who have no idea. Um, it takes place in kind of like an alternate version of our world. And... Instead of kind of the advent of like an industrial, you know, growth, instead, there's a new science called alchemy. And the whole idea behind alchemy is you can create things, you can, you know, summon fire, but whatever you're doing, it has to be an equal trade. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to make a spear, well, you have to have something to make the spear with. And you have to know basically the alchemical like uh, design for that. So you have characters drawing out circles and chalk in order to actually activate the alchemy. Um, and it follows two brothers, Ed and Al, as they are basically looking for a way to restore their bodies because... In an ill-fated attempt to bring back their deceased mother, the whole the whole kind of question the show revolves around is what is worth a human soul? And so these yeah. two kids, these two prodigy kids, gather all of what makes a human a human. They, you know, the carbon, the salt, everything. And they try to bring back their mother. But it, of course it backfires because they can't bring back their mother's soul. And so the process of alchemy steals from them and it takes Ed's leg and his arm and it takes his brother's whole body. And in the last moment, Ed, you know, missing his arm and his leg inscribes his it's brother's a really soul. really horrible scene. Yeah, yeah. He, he inscribes his brother's soul into this set of armor. And so his younger brother is walking around in this giant suit of armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some other really cool small details like uh, Ed, of course, gains his mobility back because uh, one of his friends, Winry, is uh, she works with it's it's called Auto Mail, which is basically like a robotic arm, but maybe stylized to look more like plate mail. Yeah. Um, and because of 
you know, Ed doing this and kind of breaching a sacred law of alchemy, a sacred taboo, which is not to bring back somebody else. He got a glimpse of the truth and what kind of lies beyond there. And so what follows is the show of them seeking for a way to get their bodies back and digging into alchemy and what it means and what you can do with alchemy, what can be created with alchemy, where alchemy originated from, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a really good character show. Uh, So many good likable characters in it. I mean, a world that is constantly evolving and feels dangerous definitely has its light kind of humor moments, but then there are definitely moments that are extremely dark and like you very uncomfortable um you know set in the backdrop of a war there's it deals with refugees it deals with you know the idea of just the crazy scientist who's trying to achieve something impossible Mm -hmm. yeah so i couldn't recommend full metal alchemist brotherhood enough uh interestingly full metal alchemist brotherhood is like a faithful adaptation of the anime because before that they did have just full metal alchemist which I think started airing before the original run of the uh, manga actually really? like ended. And so they end up changing the ending and that some of the characters are different. Uh, both are, I think, good watches. I've watched both of them. Um, but yeah, couldn't, can't speak highly enough about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Talk about some good intros too. The first intro for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like, real good some would say a slapper it's a series i've seen a couple episodes of but i have not watched all the way through sadly Sadly. maybe one day i will maybe one day so my number five is actually not an anime series but an anime movie oh oh i know what it is known as a silent voice Oh, not what I thought. I thought you were going to do uh, your name. So this movie was regarded by the guy who created your name as like something he could not do. Like oh. he respects this movie a lot. I consider this anime movie to be that on the level on the level of like Studio Ghibli movies, if not kind of on a plane of its own. Okay. Because it's again, it's like a real world slice of life Uh, but it basically um i know you haven't seen i've been telling you to watch for a long time so if you don't want to do me spoil it is that fine or no uh can you give me like can you set the set the groundwork yeah so basically you started the movie out um when all these children are just you know like 10 years old you know kind of kids mess around in, in elementary school and this new character is introduced um, and she, the teacher introduced her and she's like, yeah, well, she's deaf. Everyone's like, what does that mean? And it's, it does a really interesting thing of like, these kids start picking on her. And a lot of kids think it's funny. No one really sticks up for her. She makes a few friends, but like, it kind of shows like kids don't understand like what that means. And it just, it's so I think it's so well done because it feels so human in a way. And once um, he grows up, he's very much like alone and just feels lost. And what ends up happening is just there's like, it's basically 
like a redemption arc kind of um but like not really a redemption arc it's it's so well done and the ending again i'm a baby makes me cry Mm. every single time it's so emotional and i think it's so well done because i think even if you don't relate with all of it because i don't think everyone's gonna relate with all of it but there are certain parts that are like I I felt that way or I was there at one point or you know like it's it's a really powerful movie I think right and so right. I cannot like recommend this movie enough if you haven't seen it the um English dub is super good fine super super good fine super good <laughs> it's fine super good fine <laughs> super good fine you know, it's just, it's so well done. The music is beautiful. The animation is beautiful. Um, the characters are so well done. And it's just, it's 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 amazing. I think it's my favorite anime movie above your name. It's wow. it's so good. I would watch wow. that over a Studio Ghibli movie. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. I cannot praise. speak its praises enough. I, I know. I know. It should I mean know. the most coming from me. I know. I know. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I am the god. I've seen over 500 animes. Pushes up glasses. I know what's good. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a thousand animes. Yes. <laughs> well, my number five. Before I get into my number five, I, of course, have to give some honorable mentions to some longer running series because I think without these, you know, I wouldn't like what I like. And of course, I have to give a shout out to Bleach, which ran from 2004 to 2012, to Naruto, which ran from 2002 to 2017, to Attack on Titan, which is actually, I think its final season is coming up, uh, 2013 to like, what, I guess 2021 probably. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, My Hero Academia, which 2016 now, I also read the manga for that. So, you know, I have to give a shout out. To, yeah, the anime came out. The manga came out Jeez. in 2014. So I, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out to those because as much as I, as I've gone older, I don't like these longer running series, uh, mm-hmm. especially My Hero Academia has like kind of rekindled my love for why I like, you know, the slow build of a character. Um, And My Hero Academia, I think, is just really good in general. But my real number five, so, like, after the shout-outs, you know, after you kind of dig through the dirt, one of my all-time favorites, and perhaps, you know, one of my top favorites, is an anime called Psychopass. Uh, the mm. first okay. season aired between October 2012 and March 2013, and primarily when I think of Psychopaths, I think of the first season. Um, I believe the show has a second and a third season coming out in like maybe two movies, in like a set of movies, I'm not sure, but what I'm talking about here is the first season, which is an excellent standalone season, so... 
to set the stage, so Psychopath takes place in the future, definitely in the kind of cyberpunk vein. Um, you know, getting into anime, I watched you know a lot of the classics, so like Akira and you know the original Ghost in the Shell movie, mm-hmm. and Ghost in the Shell especially, I think really inspired my love of just that cyberpunk in general. And then of course reading books, um, William Gibson, uh, his amazing books. I have to, I have to, you know, this isn't a, a podcast about anime, but I have to give a shout out to a uh, neuromancer, which is an amazing, just that essence of like what you think of cyberpunk as being, you know, so all that leads mm-hmm. up to me watching psychopaths, which takes place in the future and in this future in this city everybody is ruled and monitored by the civil system which grants everybody a psychopaths number it's just and it's like like a psychopaths like no the psychopaths is a color excuse me and they all have a crime coefficient so you know very similar to like other things to where you can kind of predict crime this is what that crime coefficient is for so there are scanners that say, hey, they scan a person on the street and this person has a crime coefficient of 127. They haven't committed any crimes yet, but their personality and the way they're headed, they will. Interesting. And so it all involves around this new um, detective as she joins her first case and kind of gets a taste of what you know this system looks like. And it's it's so good because, you know, she joins and she's all bright eyed and I maybe views the system as a little bit too like perfect, but she's really competent, which kind of makes up for her newness. So you don't feel like, oh, man, what is she even doing? You know, she's incredibly smart, incredibly driven. And. All of the detectives, they basically have like a group. And I I forget, I have to look it up just because I, I want to get it right here. But um, so forgive me for just a moment. We are searching. We are searching. searching. Anyways, commercials. Guys, make Search. sure you follow us on all social media <laughs> platforms. And uh, you can contact us at RacketeerCollection at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear back from you. Hopefully you're enjoying this. And as always, feedback is very much appreciated. We are now on episode seven. Can you believe it? Episode seven. Actually incredible. Um, gotcha. Shall you done with the research yet? Yeah. So, cool. you know, these detectives, they get in the case and they employ the use of enforcers who are essentially people who have a like a high crime coefficient. But they're on the side of the law. And the idea is that since they have a high crime coefficient, then they're good at hunting criminals. And so the detectives pair up with this. And it really kind of boils down to the pairing of the main character and her main enforcer. And gets into, like, digs into, like, what is going on with this system. You know, how it works. What are its faults. There are so many good things in it and so many good moments where, you know, they use these guns. Nobody uses like traditional, you know, pistols anymore. They have these high tech, basically like 
like laser pistols called the uh, dominators mm. that reads <laughs> like a like a criminal's crime coefficient and then the dominator itself so the civil system picks how it'll neutralize them is it a dart oh that's is it interesting a, is it a lethal laser that just like blows up their body you know so it it all kind of centers around that and then just to give just to give the audience a little taste of why this show is so good it involves a criminal who is committing these horrible acts, but every time he's scanned, he has a crime coefficient of zero. And so he's this like anomaly. Like nobody knows how he can be doing these things and getting away with it. And of course, you know, when what happens when you aim the dominator at him, you can't do anything to him. Like nobody uses these guns anymore. Nobody uses it's all based on the system. So Psychopaths, I think, is a very strong... It's a very slow uh, burn show that has very good payoff. Um, can't speak highly enough of mm-hmm. Psychopaths. So that is that is my number five. That's a show that I have not seen personally. But I've scrolled past it many times and will continue to... Okay. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it sounds pretty intriguing from the way you describe it, so... Might have to yeah. give it a go. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I mean, I mean like, it doesn't be long, but like just. I know you kind of said yours already. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been squeezing, squeezing them in here. Yeah, but I, I have a, I got a horrible memory. Let me see if um, here talk a little bit while I see if I can see my watch history. I mean, of course, you have to give a shout out to all the Studio Ghibli movies. Um, all of those are fantastic and a really good entry points to kind of getting yourself used to the animation style and kind of the strangeness of some of the themes. I mean, I think what, what like drew me to anime initially was that it was so different. Um, it just deals with topics in a different way and it shows things and displays things in a different way. And that's why I like it so much is because it's not something I would normally see with I guess more mm-hmm. Western media. Yeah, definitely um I know that it can be over top a lot of the time, but that's kind of the charm of it sometimes. My thing I don't like that it does do a lot of is just way too much talking. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a show I like it, uh Darling in the Franks. That's a good <laughs> yeah. show actually. I, I could not get um, through that show. Best waifu. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> my God. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already mentioned. Sorry, what's your favorite like, waifu? Gurren Logan. I mean, what can you say Gurren about that Logan. show? That show is, I think, just that. Masterful. That's a, that is a great show. Very talk about very well done. Talk about a show that like gets you invested emotionally and keeps getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. One Punch Man is the exact same way. I mean, there are so many shows out there that I think are so good. And we can even get into like older or weird anime that I really like that kind of, I think in some, sometimes it goes too far where it goes so artistic that it loses its story. Um, Serum like the serial experiments lane or lan, I don't remember if it's lane or lan is a really weird kind of just hmm. dark uh sci-fi one. 
Yeah, you know, there's there's so many weird ones like that that you can point to uh, that are just great. And there are so many that I'm going to forget because, of course, like you said, it's hard to just pull them out of my head. Yeah, I mean, one I just scrolled by was um, Say I Love You. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, my or Little Parasite. Monster is pretty good. Parasite's Parasite. pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I think Attack on Titan is overrated, but, you know, it's just me. Um, well, and see, that's one of the ones. So, like, you know, of course, I kind of mentioned it in my honorable mentions right before my number five. But Attack on Titan, for me, I really fell in love with the world and what the whole reason was. And once you get past, I guess, the twist of why things the way they are and the story still was good. Oh, it's just, I mean, oh. I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I just think Aaron as a character really annoys me for a long time. Granted, <laughs> I haven't watched the, like the newest stuff in the past like year or so, but it's just, he just annoys me. Maybe he wouldn't <laughs> now, but I feel like if I watch it now, he'd still be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh at that point gosh. you'd be like, everyone would just be like, yeah, this happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> People maybe. at that point would be like, we've been doing this for years now. We're de- we're, we're, we are desensitized to all this. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just being, you know, pessimistic and I apologize. Being a Well, joke. Charlie, I think, I think that shall conclude the episode yeah. unless you got anything. No. I mean, I'll, I'll round us out here. But yeah, round us out. Support some Patreon, fifty dollars a month minimum. <laughs> Stop hanging a joke. <laughs> it won't be a joke one day. No. Well, everyone, dear listeners, this has been the Raconteur Collection, Chapter Seven, all about anime. Of course, we have probably and did leave out some really good series. There are so oh, yeah. many out there. So let us know. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're going to be airing bi-weekly on Spotify. We have a little bit of a backlog worked up right now. But mm-hmm. um, so you can't make any changes. But we would always love to hear from you. Yeah. Of course, our music is provided by Tyler Cunningham. All of the sounds that you heard in the the fantastic intro. I don't know who did that, but the fantastic intro. We're found on freesounds.org. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and we will be back. We'll be back next time to talk about something Definitely. amazing, something entertaining, something that will pull you away from this world of elections and the cursed year <laughs> elections of you know, honestly, if we're doing it bi-weekly, this episode might come out in 2021. So The horrible year of 2021. We are coming to you from the future. We are coming to you from the future. Hello. Boop, boop. I'll let you know now. I'm activating my space rockets now to fly to the rings of Venus. You sound like the, uh, you know, Fallout 2, the, the Enclave guys? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you sound like... <laughs> no, what do you think you're doing here? God, man. Okay, we can... 
I think you could have played the intro music a little earlier, but we'll keep recording just for a second because I do like doing these little <laughs> extra bits. <laughs> if you want to talk about, you want to talk about stress, talk about in Fallout Two when you're going to the Enclave <laughs> for the first time. Oh my god! And yeah. you know that if you get stopped by a random encounter, you will die. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. And especially like when I replayed that game, I was like, "There's no way! Like, I can't win." Well, I mean, even for the longest time, you come against abandoned mercenaries or whatever. Like, if it's like, like guys with melee weapons, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it's got two guys with melee weapons, three guys with guns, you're pretty much screwed. You're like, dead. Yeah, it's because you can have a ninety-five percent chance that game and miss at the worst time, and that's yeah. what I've always hated. You can, like, there's a certain point that Enclave Guards aren't that big of a problem, but that's, like, after you've gotten the book, right. like, the Fallout 2 guide in the game, and, like, have leveled up, like, 50 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, oh, I mean, pew, 10 damage, pew, 10 damage, pew, 400 damage, and you're dead. Right. So, it's, like... That's why, like, it's funny, because, like, when you start the game, you think, like, oh, man, if I take, like, fast shot, I'll be set. But it's just so reliable in-game to have, like, the gauze rifle and just you know, ping guys in the mm-hmm. eyes over and over that it, why would you give that up? Like, why would you sacrifice that yeah. crit chance? I will say though, you can get to a certain point. I think the revolver you get early on is like great for throughout, like basically the whole beginning and like middle of the game. Yeah. And if you choose fast shot, get the faster reload. And there's another perk you get later that takes one action point away from shooting. I think. Yeah. You can shoot like five times and still reload all Man, in one turn. Talk about a great game. Fallout 2 is like really good. Fallout 2 is I love the good. first you know Fallout, but Fallout 2 I think is just... I think, I mean, it's weird. A lot of games that had first iterations like that, the second one was just kind of like... Yeah, I mean, look at like Jack and Daxter and Jack yeah. 2. Like Jack 2 built so much on top of what Jack and Daxter kind of set in place. Mm-hmm. So the same with like Fallout 2 and Fallout 1. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very interesting to see. You know, that's how that's how things go. Just the music over the dead city. I can't not hear, you know, any old timey song like that. And not think of Fallout. I know. I I don't know if there's gonna be anyone from our generation that can't. Well, it's funny because like you know I'll be working and you know the maybe song will come on so the maybe. <laughs> I don't want to set the world on fire. Man, I I don't think I'm like I don't I think, oh wow, this so is much. this is maybe like a nice song. I'm like, oh wow, I'm just envisioning a post apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> when I will say them. There's the one you know, they're a bit more alone. divisive, but like Fallout 3 has some great ones too. Yeah. Well like, I'm tickled pink that things are is waiting. And I'm I mean, I think the, I think the is the same, but I would rather play. Then what will 